As always, it's so good to be with you. And how are we doing? Tomorrow's the first official day of spring. All right, we need it, don't we? I tell you, it's been uh, this winter. It's not wanting to give up, is it? It's pretty cold this morning, actually. Well, very interesting stories in the gospel reading and the, the other readings today. And I want us to focus primarily on the first reading of God's selection of David as the next king and why. Why did he do that? And how does that affect our lives? How does God's selection teach, what does God's selection teach us about, you know, what God makes priority? Um, see, David, Saul was the first king. I mean, there were, there were this was a, just a beginning line kind of thing. Uh, but it was a very important matter. Because if you remember, God said, I will be your people. I will be your God and you will be my people. Isn't that what he said? So God's selecting a ruler for his people. So that makes, that makes it even uh, especially uh, special and important. And so he says, all right, Samuel, put some oil in your horn and go on your way. Go to Jesse's. Go see Jesse and uh, look at his sons. And when you get there, I'm going to tell you which one. I'll tell you which one to be, it's going to be anointed the king. So Jesse took off. And uh, when he gets there, he lines up. Seven boys. How would you like to have seven boys? Huh? But that's not all. You have one more. That's eight. So uh, that's a lot of boys in the house, isn't it? Now, dads always liked that because there's somebody to do the work. But uh, boy, bombs, that'd drive you crazy, wouldn't it? Well, he lines them up and goes through them one by one. And I was thinking, you know, Samuel's a, a, a deeply spiritual person. He's not a, you know, he's not some uh, sort of casual kind of person when it comes to God. So he's, he's sort of assessing he's, these, these, these guys up as he walks. You know, he looks at one, then he'll walk over here and he'll look at one. Uh, and he thought, well, he came to the first one, the oldest, and uh, oh, he would look so good. Exteriorly, he did. He was tall and handsome. That's like words we like to use today. And he was courageous. He, was a, he, would, he would be a great uh, warrior, king kind of thing. You know, he'd stand out. Uh, when they were doing fighting, Samuel, yeah, that's him. God said, nope, that's not him. I've rejected him. I, he sort of scratched his head. He said, well, there's still, there, you know, there's still six more. And he goes through each one of them and doesn't find them. Well, there's a problem here. You know, God, God doesn't tell you to do something. And if there's a problem like that, so... Uh, he says something to God, Samuel says something, or God says something to Samuel that's really important before he calls that last one. He says, uh, Samuel, don't judge the appearance from appearance or from lofty stature. That's not what makes a person. Uh, those are peripheral things, because actually, and I can confess to that, after a while you get old and you start to droop and drag, you even get shorter. So, you know, those things don't matter. They don't matter. What matters is right here. That's what matters, isn't it? And he says, uh, so he says, don't look at those things. He says, man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. Ooh, let's get to the heart of the matter this morning. What do you think? Uh, the heart is a very important word 
in spiritual Christian spirituality. Extremely important. Actually, it's in the top 25 words of the Bible. That's how many times it's used. Heart. You got to have heart. Actually, it was 826 times. That's a lot of times in the scripture, isn't it? That's right up there with Jesus. Uh, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Mind, 96 times. Brain, zero. Well, there's a message there, isn't there? Uh, the message is that the heart is extremely important when it comes to spiritual matters. And uh, there's many things that sort of confirm that as you study in the scriptures. Most everybody in the Bible talks about the heart. The heart, it's so important, isn't it? And here's something else that I find to be utterly fascinating. The word heart is used not so much to understand what the heart is, but to, uh, you know, just how, how you have to protect the heart, how important the heart is to you. Uh, you know, there's, it's not like, how does the heart work kind of thing. Well, it's not that kind of thinking. Why? That's an amazing thought when you think about it as many times as it was used because it was just sort of assumed that you knew what the heart was. You know, it, you know, everybody, it's sort of like saying, well, everybody knows that the heart is essential to one's spiritual vitality. That's a no-brainer kind of thing, you know. That's sort of the commonality that we see in the spirituality of the heart and our relationship to God. So, why is the heart so essential? What can we learn out of today's lesson? A couple of things. First of all, the spiritual heart is found in the soul of the person. Um, and what it is, the heart keeps the soul healthy and keeps it in good shape. It keeps it alive. You got a heart, don't you? Everybody has a heart. You got two hearts, you know. You got, you got a physical heart and a spiritual heart. What is physical? What does that heart do? Well, it pumps blood, doesn't it, through your body? Why is that important? It's got oxygen in it. You need it to live, don't you? And that blood goes it's through, the, through the heart pumping. It's distributed throughout your entire body. And when it's, when it's flowing good and the pressure is good, guess what? You feel good, don't you? You feel good. Uh, talk to somebody that's had a heart attack or talk to somebody whose arteries are clogged up and see what they say about the heart and how weak, uh, you know, it makes you feel kind of thing because the heart's the pumper. It's the pumper and it's pumping life flow, you know, life-giving blood all throughout your body. And uh, it's, it's the same way with the soul. There's the heart pumper of the soul and uh, it's really important. So, uh, and when it's not working really well, when the ticker's not working real well, you're not feeling real well either. And I think that's definitely what we see in today's reading. But what is the life-giving force? You know, we're not pumping blood in the soul. What is it we're pumping that's life-giving? There's only one thing. It's the love of God. It's the love of God. It's God flowing in you and through you. And when it's flowing in you and through your veins, it's going to every part of your soul. It's going to your mind. It's going to your intellect, your memory, your imagination, your senses. It's, you know, what you desire, everything. And when it's flowing, what does it do? It makes you healthy. It makes you healthy, doesn't it? 
That's exactly what it does. So remember that. That's one of the reasons that the heart is so vitally essential in spiritual vitality because it allows the love of God to flow all throughout your being, and you need that. The second thing is that the heart is where we connect with God. Now, one thing that was really important to God, and Samuel learned a big lesson that day from God. He's already said, he said, you know, Samuel, you look at the appearance. I don't look at appearance. I look at what? The heart. The heart. The spiritual heart is what I looked at. And that's what God looked at David. And David had what was called a heart for God. Do you have a heart for God? Do you? You know, two times in the scripture, uh, Paul talks about it when he's preaching in the synagogue. He, he talks about it. And then we also see it in Samuel. What does it say about David that's different from Saul? Why did God reject Saul? And he says, David's going to be the new king now. Well, Saul was off doing his own thing. That's why, you know, his heart was following what he wanted to do. He, he was pumping his own self into his, you know, sort of getting caught up in his ego kind of thing. But what does he say about David? He says, David is a man after God's own heart. Oh, he seeks the heart of God. And why does he seek God's heart? Because when the heart of God and the heart of man come together, there is love. There's that love of God again, isn't it? Uh, let me ask you a question. You know, we just went through Valentine's Day. When you fall in love with somebody, what's the greatest thing you give them? What's the gift of love? You talk about it. What is it? What's well, your heart? I'm giving you my heart, aren't I? I'm giving you the most important thing in my life. It's who I am. It's my essence. It's my being. Uh, we don't say, I love you so much that I give you my brain, do we? No, it's the heart, isn't it? That's the core of who we are. And because I love you so much, I'm going to give you my heart. Have you ever noticed it's even, it's automatic in soul to people. When somebody's in love, you see it on television, what are they doing? Oh, I'm in love. Oh, I'm in love. Well, what are they doing? What's underneath there? The heart. That's right. You're feeling this love in their heart, even though they might say later, boy, did I make a mistake. You're not, you, nobody, you wouldn't do that, though, would you? But uh, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, See, I'm in love with God. I'm in love with God, and that's so, that's so important. David had a heart for God. He loved God. He loved him, and even through all of his mistakes and failures, David and God stayed together just like that, didn't they? The third thing is that giving our heart to God never disappoints. Um, once again, David uh, gave God his heart, and God loved him in return, and they became what? The best of friends. I love that. I love, you know, God's pretty big, isn't he? But they became the best of friends. Isn't that what Jesus said to his disciples? I no longer call you servants. I call you my what? My friends. There he says it, isn't it? God wants to be your best friend. 
Now you think about it. That's mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling, but it's the truth. God wants to be your best friend because he loves you so much. And, uh, you know, sometimes that love, like I said, it can get all mixed up. And uh, we, we can fall in love and we say, boy, did I make a mistake here on this love business. But uh, you know what? Never, God proved me wrong. God never disappoints. God never, ever disappoint. Humans, they're going to disappoint you. They may not mean to, but they're going to disappoint. God never, ever disappoints. And um, when, when the heart of God and your heart come together through the love of what we call the greatest of love, which is charity, there is friendship. And when that happens, what takes place? Well, he tells you what it takes place. He said that when he anointed David with the oil, it said the spirit of the Lord rushed in upon him mightily. Don't you like that? We've been talking about the spirit a lot lately, haven't we? Yeah, rushed a lot into us in a mighty way. See, when we give our heart to God, God gives his heart to us. Now, you think about that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, God anoints us, and through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit rushes into David in a mighty way, and the same thing within you. God pours out his supernatural graces, all of these graces, in order to help you to be who God wants you to be. Why? He loves you. He wants to be your best friend. God's your best friend. Now, you think about that. That's quite a statement, isn't it? It's God's your best friend. Well, let me ask you one question for reflection this morning. You see pictures of it all the time. Who holds the key to your heart? You ever seen those pictures? There's a heart and then there's the little... Who's got the key to your heart? Who have you given your heart to? Who is it? Or what is it? You know, sometimes we pursue things like money and power and play. All, you know, there's all kinds of things. That's what Jesus said. He says, where your treasure is, he says, what will you find there? Your heart. <laughs> what you think is the most. What's, who holds the key to your heart? And that's really, really important. God bless you.